0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily American. I just want to thank uh you know the listeners out there, those who have subscribed um, those that rated us. We appreciate it as I continue to get this going again, I'm just doing it as a hobby it's keeping me occupied and uh it's keeping me away from participating in you know unhealthy addictions i e gambling um so I picked up this podcast and there's some awesome stories out there, and tonight we actually have a really awesome story. Tonight we have a special guest. Um, I consider him a, a local legend. He's certainly a Country Hockey Knight, Mr. Clint Gates. Clint, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks. Pleasure being here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Clint. So uh, let's start off by walk us through, um, you know, let, let's start off with, with your childhood. Obviously, you grew up in Country and maybe some some differences um, in, in this small town, this community, from... From when you were growing up till till now?
1: Uh yeah, you know what? Conchahawaken has changed a lot over the years. From the nineteen eighties up to the two thousands to two thousand tens, uh heading into present day two thousand twenty one. Um there's been a lot of building going on, like in between the downtown part of Conchahouk like facing the Matson Ford Bridge. I mean, when I was a kid going up, I remember when the Marriott in West Conchahoucken was first built. I remember when the uh, Tower Bridge buildings first went up. Wow, uh, it's pretty much changed a lot. Um, it's pretty much changed a lot. I remember when Brunch uh, Country used to be at Boccella's.
0: Yeah, I remember that as well. I used uh, to be in there with my family on on Sundays
1: after church. I mean, Boccella's was really a great place. It was a great family. Uh, my mom took me there many times when I was a boyhood in a the teenhood. Uh, then we had the old 401 Diner, which was run by. The Danitz's, uh Bill Danitz and his son Bill Danitz Jr., uh, they had the 401 Diner up to 1999 when it closed down. And then became several other owners of 401 Diner before eventually becoming uh, Pudgy's Conchahokan, which was short-lived for a few years. Now present-day Eisenberg's, which is run by Julia Eisenberg, who's one of our great, awesome restaurant owners we are fortunate to have in Kanchakon.
0: Wow, Clint, you really, you really know them all—all all the local business owners around here. That's pretty spectacular. Right. Yep. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. There's definitely been some changes in, um, in especially with, with new construction and everything going around, going along around the town. Now, let's go back to your earlier days. What, when's it? What was the first? Because, because I obviously, you know, for for a living, you you cut grass and you shovel snow mm-hmm. all around the Kanchakon area. Oh, pretty
1: much. Pretty much. Um, uh yeah. Um I mean uh it's under the table, but uh with this day and age I figure you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta I, do. I mean I I recently picked up a uh second uh part timer as of August twenty twenty twenty, uh at an awesome cupcake shop called Pretty Tasty Cupcakes. Uh, I'm basically there on Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday, currently from one to three. Wow, that's awesome. And um one of the owners, uh, Kim Gary she's an awesome person. Um, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, she owns. She not only co-owns Pretty Tasty Cupcakes, uh, she's also a co-owner of Conchahokan Restaurant Catering, which consists of Gypsy Saloon in West Conchahokan, and uh, Southern Cross Kitchen, which is located on West 1st Avenue. Previously, it was 8 East, and before that, it was EY Toads. I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers Toads. Yeah. Especially from the old school Fun Fest days when the, especially in the early days of the fun fest uh before it changed a lot of hands over the years of course uh, that was one of the many events that was canceled of course last year because of this pandemic COVID 19 whatever you want to call it and uh hopefully according to brian call from country stuff we're hoping to get some of these events back in 2021
0: wow that's that's awesome it's almost like you're you're like a marketing specialist for all these uh for all these local businesses you know all the owners you know what you're tied into this community, Clint. Uh, you
1: know what, though? I wouldn't go into that, but uh, let's just say that I support a lot of these local restaurants. I mean, they get back to our charity organizations like the Colonial Neighborhood Council, uh, which serves the uh, less fortunate and those who struggle to make paycheck to paycheck. Uh, they serve Conchahokan, West Cunchahawken, uh White Marsh, Plymouth, and uh, Bridgeport, of course. Uh, I mean, Conchahokan is... I just don't stop in Conchahawk when it comes to supporting local. I mean, I support local restaurants and other businesses and other neighboring towns like Ambler, uh, Bridgeport. Uh, I mean, uh, Bridgeport Rib House. I figure if anybody has never been to the Bridgeport Rib House, you're missing out on the good stuff. I mean, they have live, they have awesome local live music. That's starting to make a comeback with everybody with, um, with things hopefully getting back to normal at this rate compared to this time last year when we were practically on lockdown and figuring ourselves to keep busy. But, uh, basically the Bridgeport Rib House, that's another awesome spot. The ribs there also, awesome. they won several years in a row for best ribs in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And Melissa Nowitzki, who is currently the owner of Bridgeport Rib House, she's another awesome owner that has put in a lot of good for our communities as well. And, uh, before COVID hit, uh, she would, she would have a bridgeboard ribhouse float that would be in the St. Patrick's parade up here on Fan Street.
0: Wow. That's pretty awesome. So what um so as far as the pandemic goes, has it hit has it hit you pretty hard or
1: um I'm just I just do my best to hold my horses as the old saying goes. I figure there's many times I would um I would say, "Oh, enough is enough already" or I don't know, uh, you, don't, you don't know who, what to think, but I do believe COVID is real. But uh, at the same time, for those that lost their lives to COVID, I figure I just pray for the families that dealt with this horrible disease and nobody knew it was coming. Um, when it first hit us in March, 2020, The tar- I felt the entire world is just shut down. I figure many times on Saturdays, I would still be able to go to the grocery store, like essential stuff waiting for the bus and i was just jaw dropping to see fat street practically being a ghost town with hardly any cars on the road so yeah. that's one thing i could say about the pandemic but um, yeah it definitely blindsided uh but, it blindsided america for sure it definitely did i mean nobody knew nobody expected it this is something we never dealt with i figured this is the worst thing that mankind has ever dealt with since the spanish flu of 1918 according to local historians and according to the history shows I watch. And the good news, though, is uh, here we are, April 2021. Things are opening back up finally. We still have COVID restrictions in place. Uh, you still have to wear a mask in businesses. But, hey, I figure it's a small price to pay for being able to go out and enjoy yourself on weekends and have still have a good time, but do it in a safely manner, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can agree 100% with you, Clint. So I, let's... Uh... What, what what
1: was your first? What, how old were you when you cut your first lawn? <sighs> I started at eighteen years old back in the summer of two thousand. I didn't think it would take off. I figured not to gloat or brag about it, but
0: no, that's that's what this, that's what you're here for. I, right. I want you to brag
1: about yourself. So you know what though? Twenty well, twenty. us just say yeah, uh, this is two thousand twenty-one. Um, I would say it's twenty-one years and twenty-two seasons going strong. <laughs> And uh, even when I'm out lawn cutting, like I mentioned earlier, I noticed a lot of changes to the landscape of Conshohocken with all with new homes being built. Uh, I remember when Washington Street, when I was a kid, mostly had the water towers. Now, now it's condos right along Washington Street where it the SEPTA Norristown Regional Rail train runs, and it's I, it pretty much never ceases to amaze me on how much Conshohocken has changed the landscape in those past 22 years. I. 21 years I've been out cutting, so that's basically wow.
0: How many um? How many clients are? How many clients? Hard, to, you keep count? Count. hard, hard to, keep, to keep count. Hard to keep
1: count. Hard to keep counts, but business is booming. We can say, huh? Ah, uh, that's just, especially with April. I mean, we've been yeah. we've been getting we ha- despite having a dry March. Uh, looks like April is a juicier month in terms of rain compared to this time last month and back in January. I know we had a February for the books this year with one. When we had a train of snowstorms, it was one snowstorm after another. No sooner one snowstorm be out of here, boom, another one would come in,
0: one after the other. Another, uh, another question I have for you, Clint, is obviously you're a staple um, in the Plymouth White Marsh and Cunjak communities. When did Colonial Clint? Um, what? What? When was he? Um, invented? What, what, October
1: 1998 when it all started. I remember mascotting my first game. I forget who the opponent was, but I know it was a good night, it was a good time, and what I liked about being mascot is I got to travel to each school on the road, because you know, i I'm always, I'm always been a road person on the way, even though I don't drive, I figure it was just a joy to ride on the cheerleading bus on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, or 202, whatever, to visit each school, like <laughs> Central Bucks West, for an example, or even North Penn High School, which is not that far from the Lansdale train station. So.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty awesome. riding
1: around with all the all the good-looking cheerleaders. Yep, yep. It's good times, though. It's all good fun, though. Supporting my school, whatever. And Mister Charlie, Mister Charlie Foster, who retired as athletic director a couple years ago, brought me it. Seen seen how energetic I was watching these games. He just saw him and Mrs. Tornetta, or the cheerleaders call her, Mrs. T uh they kind of kicked the idea around and they decided to bring me in as the colonial mascot and here we are talking about it like almost 13 year uh 23 years later now are you still actively uh I used I keep the outfit uh the because there's there's never there's never, never going to be another mascot like me
0: There's never I don't nah, that down they that's got a mask down.
1: they got a mask colonial mascot and I'm not talking about the face mask that we are wearing with covid and all you're talking about the mascot mask in general but he's good and he or she's good and all but Nothing will come close to the original.
0: Clay, I'll second that. There will never, ever be another. No, there won't be. Another and, uh, Colonial Clint.
1: Basically, and, nowadays, I use the outfit for special events like the Santa Claus Arrival, which uh, we did it virtually this year, obviously, because of the pandemic. But past years, I would ride with the men and women of the Number no. 2 and Washies with the Country and in conjunction with the Mayor's Special Events Committee. Uh, we would start the procession out normally from Washington Fire Company, or known as Washies, we would proceed up Fad Street. And in the past, we would have it at the old Borough Hall at 8th and Fat, the old Leland Mansion, which now serves as a couple other things. Which could, which could serves as a couple other things for parties and stuff. And they did a tremendous job re- uh, redoing it after Borough Hall moved out of there and into the present-day 4th and Fad location. So before COVID, the last two years I've done it, uh, we would parade up Fad Street. We would go to right on 11th. We would turn right on Hollowell, swing into East Fifth, and it would conclude at the Merrywood Park House. And they've done a tremendous job redoing the inside of the Merrywood Park House. And it's I can I can't think of no other better place to bring in Santa than the Merrywood Park House, which is another staple to Conshohocken, and, and it's been there for many, many years. And I remember when I was a child, back in the late eighties, early nineties, we had a little dentist office in there. And then they decided to vacate that from there, I would say around nineteen ninety-four-ish maybe. I can't even remember that.
0: Wow, that's pretty phenomenal though. Yeah. Where did you get the, uh, the the costa? It it seems like you put some different pieces together.
1: Well, it was it was given to me from Mr. Charlie Foster, of oh, course. Okay. Okay. It was handed down from previous actors that played the Colonial. I would say maybe from the seventies, eighties, early nineties, up to when I started in nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, my last game, I mascot. It was when we lost a heartbreaker to Downeytown before Downeytown split became Downingtown East and West in February 2002. Uh, we would have advanced, went all the way to maybe win the 2002 states, but Downeytown sadly put an end to our play hopeful run to districts and states in 2002. But unreal, yeah. But fortunately, though, eight years later, 2010, minus the outfit, of course. I um, got a chance to uh, watch PW clinch the 2010 state champions with with CJ Aiken on the team, uh, and a bunch of other good players that led PW to their third state championship title, which was in 2010. Wow, that's awesome! Go PW basketball! That's right. I mean, um, they got a good program. And uh, you know what? I was only in the new gym once, and that was probably a week and a half before Christmas in December 2018. They've done a great job redoing the new gym in there. It's nice and big. Um, the new concession stand there is phenomenal. Uh, I'm hoping to get back inside the new PW gym once things get back to normal in terms of this pandemic, hopefully simmering down altogether, hopefully by the end of the summer beginning of fall. But I do plan on setting foot into the new PW gym, hopefully in the near future for future PW games. Yeah, absolutely, Clint. Uh, I'm I'm sure I'll uh I'll pop in for a game or so and I'll I'll see you there. And to this day we still got coach Jim D'Onofrio, or as we call him Jimmy D. He's still coaching the team to this day. Um I remember when Chucky Moore was the JV coach for PWJV, and then he was the assistant coach alongside Jimmy D, and then he went on to head coach for Coatesville a couple of years ago.
0: Wow, I think it's pretty spectacular how how embedded you are in this community and mm-hmm you know, how proud or, how proud you are from being from Country Hawk, and, you know, you also mentioned a lot of um, charity work you do, I, th- I think, tomorrow night. Why don't you tell us what's going
1: on tomorrow well, night? Well, uh, this week, from now until April 18th, 2021, uh, Tony Roney's, which is located in Plymouth Square Shopping Center, they're, um, they're going to be, uh, they're, they're right now, they're doing a uh, fundraiser for St. Peter Nursery School, which is located... Um, on Church Lane, uh, just off of Germantown Pike, uh, I would say right around the corner from the Baron Hill Fire Station. It's housed in uh, one of the oldest churches in Montgomery County, St. Peter's Lutheran Church. In there, below the church, they have a nursery school. And for many, many years, uh, they have done the art show, before COVID, of course, at the end of April each year, for Autism Awareness Art Show. And... What Tony Roney's is doing is uh, 10% of your order for pizza or stromboli, whatever, is going to be donated towards St. Peter's Nursery School in Lafayette Hill, which is technically in the Barron Hill section of the township.
0: Wow, that's phenomenal, Clint.
1: uh, Just last week, Pretty Tasty Cupcakes did the 10% for the uh, St. Peter Nursery School, so kudos to them as well. But this Tony Roney's one tomorrow night. That's it.
0: That's to benefit autism, correct?
1: Yep, that's is benefiting autism. Same as what P- Pretty Tasty Cupcakes did just last week. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why uh, why I encourage people to shop and small and dine local because a lot of these local places they always give back to our towns. They always give back to our communities, and they support a lot of uh, little leagues. Like they support Cutchahock League Baseball. They support Country Bears Youth Football Organization, and pretty much all other Little League teams in the Plymouth-White Marsh area, basically.
0: That's what it's about, Clint. Supporting local, shopping
1: local, Mm -hmm. supporting small business owners, especially during a pandemic. Especially especially the fact that a lot of these restaurants are still crawling their way back up and trying to turn things around. After this time last year, we were shut down, and these restaurants were only offering takeout, curbside, and delivery only. I mean uh, I've been cooking a lot of meals at home but I found myself twice a week during the pandemic during the stay at home order I would find myself supporting these businesses once or twice a week just to keep them above water by ordering delivery
0: Yeah and absolutely that's just the nature you the nature you have you're
1: you're, you're taking care of others That's right and we were so we you know what we're we're blessed and fortunate to have a lot of these great places like the boathouse Tony and Joe's uh Gypsy saloon Southern Cross um Boathouse is is a great place to watch football, a great place to watch baseball. And they just brought back Wing It Wednesday for the first time since the pandemic started. As of tonight, Wing It Wednesday. So that's always a good deal. When you buy a pitcher of beer or soda, whatever, you get 10 free wings. I mean, you can't beat that.
0: No, you can't beat that. What, um... So what's next in, in store for, for Mr. Clint Gates? Where, um... What do you think? You're just going to
1: continue um, serving the community locally. You know what? Pretty much, pretty much hands-on. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much one of the. I pretty much one of the big helps in the annual country stuff food drive, which which uh, Brian Cole. Another puts, charity. Which Brian Cole has put it together since 2013. Uh, he was in the Colonial Neighborhood Council one day, and he's seen how bare the shelves were. And Brian Cole sat at his desk at the frame shop as, wondering, what can I do to help keep the shelves filled at the Colonial Neighborhood Council? That's what got him and his sister Jackie Cole to start a thing called the Country Stuff Food Drive, and it's becoming an annual event. I mean, he wish it wouldn't be an annual event. I wish it wouldn't have been an annual event, but this is the only way to help the Colonial Neighborhood Council keep non-perishables fully stocked on their shelves from time to time. And it's not just Thanksgiving, it's not just Christmas that the Colonial Neighborhood Council needs donated non-perishables like cereal, canned tuna, and uh, canned pasta, whatever. It's all year round that they need our help. And uh, Sandy Fryer, who is the current director of the CNC, or Colonial Neighborhood Council, as some people call it, uh, she does a phenomenal job running the Colonial Neighborhood Council, and we're blessed to have so many volunteers at the Colonial Neighborhood Council to um, helps, help, who volunteers to help stock the shelves. And in conjunction with the food drive every year, uh, St. Philip Neary School, which is a Catholic school housed on the same grounds as St. Philip Neary Church on Ridge Pike and Lafayette Hill, uh, in conjunction with the Seg Bus Company. Uh, they've been a huge support for many years in supporting our community, our Colonial Neighborhood Council. And uh, Michelle Seg, whose family owns the bus company, uh, every year, Before and after each mass at St. Philip Neary Church, the students and volunteers would fill the bus up with non-perishables. The Monday after Operation Philip Bus, a bunch of members of the student council from St. Philip Neary, uh, with Michelle Sag behind the wheel of the school bus, they drive from the St. Philip Neary School down into the Colonial Neighborhood Council in Conchahokin. And generally, usually myself, Brian Call, Jackie Call, and a bunch of other volunteers would help unload the bus, weigh it, and then bring it into the Colonial Neighborhood Council. Now, Aunt, of course, once again before this whole pandemic started to plague us, so to speak. So it's a great, it's a great school, St. Philip Mary, and um, they do a tremendous job at the Operation Bus every year. Wow. Well, Clint, I'm certainly proud to, to call you a friend and...
0: Uh if if anybody listening has any non-perishables, please donate to the neighborhood to the Conchahoken Neighborhood Council. It's actually
1: called the Colonial Neighborhood Council. I'm sorry, Colonial Neighborhood Council. And the address is 107 East Fourth Avenue in Uh They also they also have a clothing drip shop too. So if you're like me, I mean, I've been trying to clean out my closet since the pandemic started with stuff that maybe don't fit me no more, stuff I hardly wear. I mean, anything that's in gently or used gently or good condition. I just throw it in a bag. I throw it in an old laundry basket, sort to speak, and I just wheel it down to the Colonial Neighborhood Council and donate it to the uh, green clothing, clothing bins that they have behind the CNC. And I remember back in January 2020, a month and a half before the pandemic got us, uh, Sherry Lake Apartments up in uh, near Cedar Grove and Butler Pike, one unit actually on the Cedar Grove Roadside right before you get to the park, they suffered a bad fire. I mean, I remember being half asleep around just getting out of bed at 9 a.m. in the morning, hearing the fire whistle at Springdale Fire Company going off. Next thing you know, I see Cunchahawka Number 2 racing up Bad Street. Seconds later, Ladder 36 from Washies is racing up Bad Street and Butler Pike. No sooner after that, I looked on the uh, county incident site and realized that there was a bad fire, and someone told me it was Sherry Lakes. Unbelievable! That must have been shocking. Yeah, one of the worst fires that I've ever witnessed in the area, and uh, they're still well uh, rebuilding from that fire, of course.
0: So yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, the the Colonial Neighborhood Council. I mean, I I remember growing up. Uh, a lot of our our the pres the Christmas presents we did get they they certainly came from um, from the Colonial Neighborhood Council, the thrift the thrift shop, and you know myself, I I haven't been one to. To give back necessarily, I think this podcast is a way for me to give back to get voices heard, like yourself, Clint. But in reality, as far as donating my time, energy, or money, I mean, I don't do a great job with it. So you got my word, Clint. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some some clothes off to the Colonial Neighborhood Council you know what? and I some non-parishioners. I mean, if you're
1: like me, that's doing some spring cleaning, I figure. I figure. Um, uh we all get disorganized in our homes once in a while, of course. I mean, we're all guilty of that, and um, and um, I try my best to keep a nice, clean home. I mean, we all do. And uh, there's times I hold on to stuff that I don't need anymore. I'm guilty as charged of that. So what I do is, if I look in the closet and see there's stuff I'm not really wearing anymore that doesn't really fit me anymore. Uh, I just dump it in the bag, and I'm going to probably be doing some more of that probably in the next couple days or so, just drop it, drop it down to the Colonial Neighborhood Council clothing bin. I mean, there's less fortunate grown-ups and less fortunate children out there that can use these clothes, especially in this day and age. I mean, a lot of families have been laid off since the pandemic. I figure it's a great way to uh, support the Colonial Neighborhood Council. and um, Like I said, we're really fortunate to have the Colonial Neighborhood Council in our community, in our backyards, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely great. Um, especially coming from, you know, hu- those that come from humble beginnings and and have utilized the Colonial Neighborhood Council and, you know, n- now uh, I'm glad I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to sit down with you, Clint, cuz I, I truly think that everybody could take a page out of Mr. Clint Gates' book. Um, with that being said, Tony Ronis, when 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 does the autism awareness um
1: sp- special end? Uh, it ends the, I believe it ends this Sunday, April 18th. 2021. Okay. So, if anybody out there that's wanting to take a break from cooking like I am going to tomorrow night, uh you're looking if you're in the mood for some pizza, some good uh strombolis whatever, um uh, consider Tony Ronis. I mean, uh either, either call either I'm not sure if they have dine in. I am sure they do, but uh it's a small building. i was in there before, but uh you can pick it up or you can have it delivered to your home. And uh, just when you order, like if you order a large pizza with extra cheese and pepperoni, for an example, just mention St. Peter's Nursery School Autism Awareness Fund, and and uh, they will donate towards St. Peter's Nursery School for the Autism Awareness Fund. Uh, my good friend Kristen Jakowski who work, work works at Pepper and I'm not sure if she's still there or not. Um, she's uh, she's awesome. Um, she uh, advocates for um, autism awareness. Uh, she has a daughter named Navy uh, who uh, has autism. And uh, when I first met Kristen like a few years ago, like back in 2015, I'm, when she mentioned me that she had a daughter that was autism, that's when I decided to get back towards autism awareness every April. And it's a really great cause, I figure. So like I said, if anybody out there is, is in the mood for pizza tonight, tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, Please consider Tony Roney's in the Plymouth Square Shopping Center uh, on Butler Pike, uh, to right across the street from Conch Seafood, which opened last year. It's, like I said, mention autism, Saint Peter's Nursery School autism awareness fund, and they will um, don- gladly donate ten percent of that to them. You can certainly count me in for that one, Clint. Again,
0: I just want to um, just want to take a second. Um, the, these podcasts are non-scripted. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just having conversations. Clint, I, I appreciate um you giving me the opportunity to sit down with you and, and talk for a few minutes. I think um I think like I said earlier, everybody can take can take a page out of Mr. Clint Gates book and uh the Daily American welcomes you back anytime, Clint. Hey. It's all it's a
1: pleasure to be here.